I'm going to get people tagged real quick. First off, happy Labor Day. Hope everybody's off and having a good time. Um, getting on here because I'm getting asked a lot about what my thoughts were of the game. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for I was going to record the halftime show. Um, I was actually going to record a lot of live. Um, and, I mean, you can ask a lot of people, different pages. Uh, for some reason, the cell phone service just would not work for any of us. So I do apologize for it. I did get some videos and clips that I'm going to post up on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube here later. Um, secondly, I want to start off by, obviously, I'm covering the Florida State-Notre Dame game um, from Sunday night. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to all the fans that showed up to Dope Campbell. That uh, was one of the most electrifying games that I have personally ever been to. Uh, I had uh, a blast from the tailgates to the just the walk around to the legacy walk. Um, everything about that game uh, was absolutely amazing. Um, I 100% give a lot of credit just to the fans alone. It, it was amazing to see. It was amazing to be a part of. Um, us as True Knowles, obviously, it, it was just it was great all the way around. Uh, I have no nothing negative to say about really anything. Um, the atmosphere was great. Uh, the fans definitely played a huge role in disrupting Notre Dame, in my opinion. Uh, we did a great job supporting the Knowles. Um, but everybody that wanted me to go live wanted my, my opinion on how the game went. So I'm going to go with what I think people were worried about the most. Um, now remember everything that I talk about is my opinion. It's a, it, and everyone has an opinion. You may agree with my opinion. You may disagree. Uh, know this. We're all Knowles. We all love this team. Um, so don't, don't take anything personal when it comes to your school or this team or anything else. People have different opinions for a reason, and that's what we're all about, in my opinion. So um, everybody wants to know why we iced our kicker. We didn't ice our kicker. You know, if you if, – if the timeout would have been – the timeout was called before uh, Fitz went to kick the ball. The The difference is, is, is how long it took it to happen on the field. So you got to see him kick the ball, and he made it from 50 yards. Okay. Um, there was like Coach Norville, he iced his own kicker. He's iced his own kicker. You have a review booth that's up top that's calling down to the coaching staff. And a 50-yard field goal is no chip shot. It By no means is that a chip shot. And I think we all know that from being fans of the game. And That's just that's a long field goal to make. And you want to set your guys up to succeed. And if there is a potential possibility of the, you know, the play before was considered a fumble, so it made it fourth and 17. Um, it made it a 50-yard field goal right at 51, to be honest. Um, so the review board – calls down to challenge the play, which ends up being an incomplete pass, which makes it – guys, I'm, I'm getting in the round, you know, 39 to 41-yard field goal. So you're making it a much more uh, probability of making that kick. Um, here's the thing. This is what I want you to think about. What – you know, if you've seen the review yourself on TV or whatever – um, and you could tell that it wasn't a fumble and that it was an incomplete pass, and he would have missed that 50-yard field goal, would we be criticizing Norvell in the booth for not challenging it? You know, it could have went either way. It, it really could have. It could have went uh, right through the uprights like it did after the challenge was called, or he could have missed that, and there should have been a challenge called, and it would have put us at a 39- to 41-yard field goal. And so either way, I think fans would have complained about that. Um, just like on the fourth down call, um, we were on our own 30. Uh, 
and it was fourth and three, and he made the decision to go for it. Uh, a lot of people are like, why would you go for it on your own 30, blah, blah, blah. When you're trying to change the momentum uh, to get the momentum back on your side, I, I personally think, you know, going forward on fourth down, I mean, your defense has been playing very well at that point. Uh, you've pretty much been lights out. So that would be the reason why you go forward on fourth down, to get to get the morale back on your side, get that momentum back. Um, so I really don't disagree with the fourth down call. To be honest with you, if there wasn't, if I, if a block uh, would have happened correctly, and it wouldn't have been a missed assignment, uh, there was a block missed, so we didn't get the three yards. But if he would have made that block, it would have went for a lot farther than three yards. Um, being completely honest, uh, that could have been a twenty. That could have been a, a touchdown. To be honest, um, so I mean. This game is about gambling, you know, and you have faith in your team, you have faith in the offense, you have faith that you're going to be able to, you know, switch the morale, get that momentum back. So I don't really disagree with the call. Um, and a lot of people are going to say um, I'm getting off of the fourth down call uh, because obviously we tied that game up 38 to 38 uh, to force the game to go into overtime. Uh, which means that when we were down by 18, um, we had to get a two-point conversion at some point. Uh, so we had, you know, Parchman get the touchdown, and then we went for two, and Helton uh, ended up being completed for the two-point conversion. Um, if we would have felt on the two-point conversion, people would be like, why did we go for two points? It's, it's all about the execution and the outcome of the, the play. You know, there's a lot of things. If it doesn't go your way, you're going to go, why did we do that? Why? Look, everything is easy to say, um, you know, why after. You can why anything after. Um, at the moment, that the critical decisions that have to be made at that point is it's a much harder role. That's why they're the coaches and you're not, including myself. Um, they're they're going to make critical calls. Uh, they're going to make calls that you don't like. They're going to – here's the thing. If we would have made it on fourth down, he'd have been a hero. It would have been the best call we made all year. So, you know, obviously it's the first game. It would have been one of the best calls of the year. Um, if he'd have made that chip shot from 39 to 41, it would have been one of the best calls that's been made in that game. Um, you always want to get your kicker closer, obviously. The, the closer, the better, supposedly, you know. A 50-yarder versus a 39 or 41, it's 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 a better situation. Um if, if, if it would have worked out, then we would be talking completely different as some fans because um, I'm not saying that about all fans. But I'm trying to get everybody into a more positive role and a more positive attitude for this team because if, if anything can be said, this team wanted it. This team, I mean, played their asses off. The, the amount of players after we ended up taking the loss that stayed on that field, that were squatted down on that field, that were in tears, multiple players were upset. Obviously, the coaching staff was upset. To go down to the wire like we did and then it come out as a loss on our end on the scoreboard, it hurts. You worked extremely hard. This team worked extremely hard. Um, and here's my thing. I 100% had no disappointment in that game whatsoever. I'm not disappointed in uh, Jordan Travis. I'm not disappointed in uh, the receivers. I'm not disappointed in the offensive line. I'm not disappointed in the entire team. And here's my reasons why. All of the so-called experts, all of the so-called uh, football gurus of the world had all stated that we weren't even going to be in this game. They all stated that we were going to lose by 20. They all stated we were going to lose. I think the lowest one that I've seen um, expert-wise was we were going to lose by 17. Well, it took overtime for us to lose by three points. We were down by 18 points at one point in this game. On top of it, the fourth quarter, Notre Dame didn't score a point. Our defense shut them down and we came back from an 18 point deficit to tie that ball game 
if that doesn't tell you what you need to know about this team and the progress that it's made, and you just want to be negative because of the ending result on the scoreboard, then maybe you should reevaluate what you believe in football or what you believe about this school. Because from last year to this year, there is a complete difference in mentality. There is a complete difference in attitude. There is a complete difference in body language. At no point did those guys ever get down. When they were down 18 points, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I'm going to tell you the truth. I was glad we were down by 18 points because I wanted to see how this team was going to handle adversity. I wanted to see how do we fight back from a deficit of 18 points. Um, And they – above and beyond exceeded my expectations of how they responded. The way we came out in the second half was absolutely – I don't want to say you had to be there because I think that the TV gave you enough that you could realize what this team was about, what this staff is about. Uh, I understand that the L comes up on that schedule. I understand that we lost and nobody likes losing. And, yeah, it's painful. It hurts. But it doesn't hurt you more than it hurts them. I can guarantee that. Um, For you to have three turnovers in this game, um, three of those turnovers, obviously, I'm talking about Jordan Travis's interceptions. You know, I've I've seen a lot of people posting, you know, where was he throwing the ball on this play or whatever. One of the interceptions should have been under review. Um, I really don't know. I still haven't seen the game film yet. So I really don't know that he ever – got his foot in bounds, why that play didn't get reviewed, I have no idea. Um, it seems like everybody was, uh, ref-wise, was 100% that he had intercepted the ball. Um, but there's one that's possibly or possibly not an actual interception. There's one that hit a receiver, I mean, slapping his hands, and it just went through his hands, like right here, and that's how the ball was intercepted. Uh, the one where we were on a third down and five that he was throwing the ball to Corbin and it looked like he had threw it to no man's land. Uh, that was a bump and go route. Corbin just forgot to go. He threw the ball to lead in front of the receiver and Corbin stopped running um, after the bump. He figured he was covered, so he didn't go. Uh, so he didn't throw the ball to no man's land. He threw the ball to where the play was supposed to execute at. Um, not as in defense. I'm sure Jordan Travis, I can guarantee you, is going to take all the blame necessary because he's he's one of the fine leaders of Florida State's uh, football team. So he'll definitely take – he'll definitely take it. You know, he's definitely going to take the blame. He's a leader of the team. Um, Mackenzie Milton coming in the way that he did, um, being completely cold, uh, electrified the stadium. He did very well. I have no complaints about him whatsoever. Um – I do believe that we missed a couple of plays um, that were there with Milton at the end of the game. But it's not in all one person or one situation that it was that's how we lost the game. Uh, there, there was just so many variables that could have taken place that would have completely changed the outcome. Uh, there were some definite missed calls on – the defensive side for Notre Dame, there was a lot of pass interferences that I think weren't called. There was a lot of holding at the line of scrimmage after the five yards. Um, there was a lot of ineligible receivers down the field on Notre Dame's side, and they finally caught it near the end there. Um, and, it, you know, if that's the amount of rust that we have at the very first game of the season, um, I think it's pretty obvious that this team is – head and shoulders above what they were last year. Uh, do I truly believe we played the number nine team in the country last night? I believe we – after seeing what I've seen this football weekend, I believe they're, they should have been ranked higher than nine personally. Um, we disrupted their whole game plan, uh, which uh, Coach Brian Kelly had, had mentioned multiple times. They, had a, they couldn't execute on a lot of the things that they were trying to do. Um, I mean, we scared the living you-know-what out of them. Um, and, and, you know, the point spread came down to seven points by game by kickoff. Obviously, we covered that. Um, I, I'm going to look at all the positives because the negatives are the, – the, here's the great thing. The negatives in that game are correctable. We can correct it. We can clean the penalties up. We can clean the, the 
the mishaps, the 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 misroutes. Um, you know, everybody's got to be on the same page for that to be the first game of the season um, from where we came from last year, where it seemed like the last game of the season last year we had way more mistakes than we did at the beginning of the season now. So I think that there's been a lot of coaching done. I think there's been a lot of people take accountability. I think there's a lot of people that have become leaders in the forefront of this team. Um, guys, we wanted the W, there's no doubt. I Trust me, I know we did. But to say that we're not headed in the right direction, that's insanity. Um, this team played their hearts out. They wanted it. They did everything possible to make it happen. Uh, one mistake, two mistakes, three. I mean, it's football. It's, it's what we love about the game. Uh, play that game nine more times. Let's see, you know, how. what's the difference? Um, you know, a bunch of it's hearsay. So I'm 100% proud of this team. Uh, I think a lot of people say, why don't we start Milton? Why aren't Milton the starter? Here's the situation, okay? Milton coming off of the injury that he did. Uh, Milton having COVID protocol. Um, then you got Purdy and your best all-around QB is still going to be Jordan Travis. In Milton's case, the reason why you would say all-around he would be better is durability. You're, you're worried about Milton possibly getting re-injured. Uh, you're worried about his health as far as having COVID before. Um, so all around, he's going to be the better situational quarterback. That's why he started. Here's the here's the thing. The game plan from the beginning was to start Travis, to wear the defense down by him being able to break the runs. And even if he's not gaining yards, they're having to run sideline to sideline to catch him. They're having to, they're having to work extremely hard to get him down. Um, so you're wearing the defense out. So when Milton was brought in, a lot of people are going to go, well, you know, it took uh, Jordan Travis's helmet coming off for that to happen. I can assure you it was going to happen regardless of his helmet coming off or not. I, I, I know that to be 100% true. Um, so the game plan was, in my opinion, probably one of the best that I had seen in quite some time from a Florida State staff out of all of them. The way that McKenzie Milton came in, at when he came in, he did his job. It was it was great to see. I was proud to see that the young man wasn't scared. I was proud to see that um, he stood up to the situation and succeeded. Uh, now going forward, we're playing against Jacksonville State next weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if Milton starts and you see Purdy and you see all three of them, but possibly all four of them, to get everybody them game reps. Um, and that's, you know, alleged that we're pretty much running away with the game to be able to get all of them in. Uh, there's, you know, you constantly want more work, so this is the opportunity to get your quarterbacks in there and work more. Um But personally, man, I, I I really don't have a lot of complaints about this game. It was electrifying. It was, I mean, to take the number nine team in the country to overtime to lose by three points. I don't know what more you could ask for other than just getting that W. I mean, we were it's it was this it was that close, and the adversity that they came back to get to that point. It told me all I needed to know about the staff. It told me all I needed to know about the players that are currently there. Um, and the kids that I pay attention to the most is obviously the ones playing. And then secondly is the ones that are committed or going to commit soon. And the positivity that came from all of them, all of the recruits and all of the players after the game, after the fact, y'all need to go take notes, man, because those kids – they really are dialed in on this. They are 100% positive. They said it was one of the greatest games that they had ever seen play. They, It's just go check a lot of them out, man. I mean, I'm being honest. They, um, 
they really got it figured out. A lot of them, as much as, you know, people might not like this staff or like that staff, the main thing is, is to get everybody on the same page, and I think this staff has finally done that. I think everybody's finally on the same page. So we don't allow on spirit addicts uh, bashing of players or coaches. Um, and I'm going I'm to say this. I give a huge shout-out to everybody on spirit addicts. Y'all do a great job. I've been preaching this since the beginning of this page when we had five members, when we had 50 members. It's never went away. I'm never going to let it go away. I like that I see a lot of the other pages are doing the same thing now. They won't allow bashing of the players or coaches. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, what Richard, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right, wrote on War Chant about they weren't going to allow any bashing of the players and the coaching staff. Um, so that being the biggest media for Florida State to say the same exact thing that I and Norvell Central and Seminoles Dynasty and uh, Garnet and Great and Garnet and Gold, all these different pages have been, you know, it's finally flipped that switch to where everybody, the main reason I started this page is because I wanted to change this culture of our fan base. I want to change our outlook on things. I'm not asking people to be okay with losing. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, is 100% support our team and our coaching staff in this university because we have enough haters. Y'all know this. Everybody knows this. Um, so in my opinion, it was one of the greatest games I've ever been to, and I've been to a few now, quite a few. And I wouldn't take nothing away from the experience that I had and the fans that were there. And the, the amount of people that were trying to write me, which I got all of their texts and messages and mess on Messenger and all of their tweets, I got it all after the fact of getting away from the stadium. For some reason, no one had service. Um, I can't wait for the renovations to get done so we have Wi-Fi throughout the whole stadium, and that won't be an issue anymore. Uh, so I got all of it afterwards. And the amount of positivity that I got from most, and when I say most, I mean the majority, um, was electrifying inside with, within itself. I was extremely pleased with the, the outlook that a lot of the fans had respectively shared with me. They, they shared their opinions. They shared, you know, how, how excited they were for this team moving forward, how excited they're for the university moving forward. This program is finally moving in the right direction, you know, et cetera. It ain't like we wouldn't played some chunk team, you know. We wouldn't playing a, um, a Division three or something. We were playing against the number nine team in the country. And, guys, I don't know about y'all, but in the recent years, we haven't performed that way it, it, I'd say 16 was the last time we, we played that hard and with that much accountability, that much intensity. Uh, you can't say that at halftime there weren't adjustments made because we came back from an 18-point deficit. You, you have to see it. It has to be there. Um, so the way that this, this program is moving forward, I give 100% kudos to those players, uh, the coaching staff, the new president from Harvard. Um, I really enjoyed everything about it. Uh, and so with that, with the game, guys, I'm going to do a, um, a detailed play-by-play -play, um, podcast and live with Norvell Central coming up this week, which it will be announced. Because um, me and Norvell Central planned on doing a bunch of lives together at the game. We attempted to do so. We couldn't even text one another at the game. We couldn't get anything to go through. Phone calls, nothing. They just kept saying uh, servers down or service unavailable. And the, the crazy thing was our phones were strong full service. So no, no one was get, being able to get reception. I don't know if it was all the equipment that's there. I don't know if it was because there was 80,000 people there. I don't know the situation. I just know that we did everything that we could to share as much as we could. And we're going to do a play-by-play -play coming up this week. Um, and that way you get more detail from the X's and O's of it uh, because being at the game, I'm seeing it from this angle. Um, and you want to see that film so you can, you know, you need details to give detail. So I don't have those details to give. I have the atmosphere to give. I have the plays that I was able to see, you know, perfectly. Um, 
So until I get more details, I'm, I'm going to give you with what I got. I'm not going to feed into something that I don't have yet. So I'm going to move on to the way that Florida State did the tribute to Coach Bowden. An emotional roller coaster happened last night in Tallahassee at Doe Campbell, and it was absolutely amazing. The, the chant of Bobby, Bob, I mean, over and over again, y'all, it was it was so warming and yet so sad at the same time. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for this university moving forward. I really am. I think they're doing a great job. Sorry, I, something happened over there. I didn't know what it was. Um, but Ann was there. She, I mean, the stadium lit up when they put her on the screen, and we noticed that she was, you know, right on top of the Bobby Bowden logo. It was all around just electrifying, all the, just everything that happened, uh, the flyover, uh, amazing grace that was played for Coach Bowden while they were, the Martian Chiefs were in line, uh, spelling out Bobby on the field, um, the tribute where they had everybody put up their phone lights. Uh, it, it just, everything about it was amazing at halftime. Um, I can't, I can't say that there was a better tribute in football history, in my opinion. I, I really just, I couldn't say there was anything ever better. Um, and obviously we're going to keep that tribute to coach Bowden for years and years to come because of all that he's done, you could never repay it. We all know that. So we're going to do everything that we can to continue to, show Coach Bowden and the Bowden family what they meant to us and what they mean to us. Um, I, I felt like Bobby was there the whole time, being completely honest with you. It, it felt absolutely amazing. Uh, it was really for the first time in a long time that I really got to feel like I was at home. Um, in Dope Campbell, I, there's been a lot of times I felt like, you know, something's off, it doesn't feel right. Well, now I can't say that. Last night, there was so much proof of what we're going to do. There was so much proof of who we're finding our identity, how we're going to move forward. So respectfully, we love Coach Bowden. We love the Bowden family. We appreciate everything that he has done, and it will never end with words. The, the legacy will continue no matter what. Um, and I hope everybody wants to be on that train, and I believe every one of you do. So the recruits re responded to this game very well. They, um, I mean, everybody saw what the media was saying. Everybody saw what the experts were saying. And for us to come out and play like we did and to show the amount of intensity and the heart that this team has, it just, it flipped the script, man. There was, there was 200 plus recruits there with parents um, and I can assure you that as far as I've seen, nobody left until that last play, and that's when people started leaving. And then for the majority, of, most of them didn't start leaving until 10 to 15 minutes after. Um, and there was so much celebration going on after the game. There, there was obviously people were down. People were hurt that we got the loss. But this, it turned into a, just an atmosphere of celebration because of – the way we're moving forward, um, the way that the game was played out. So it it really is changing in Tallahassee. If you choose not to believe that, that's that's up to you. But I'm telling you right now, they have done an amazing job. This this whole university is really turning itself around. I think they're more than on their way to get us back to where we deserve to be. And you know, when I say we we're just the fan base, man. This is about them young men. This is about the young women that perform at this university every year, every season. This is who this is for. Obviously, we make and break what this university can become by how we support it. It's not always about financial. It's, it's coming to support the university in person. Give what all you can give. And to me, I have zero complaints about the fans. 
I would say 98% of the people that spoke to me before, during, and after that game, it's just a different atmosphere altogether. If you're if you're planning on coming to a game this year, let me know. I would love to meet up with everybody. Um, I'm pretty much not pretty much. I'll be at all of them. Even at this point, I'm going to all the away games. So if you're if you're a Florida State fan and you live um, in Winston because of uh, uh, the Wake Forest game, if you're when we play North Carolina, whatever the case may be, come. Uh, I'm telling you, you're going to get that feel. You're going to – it's just electrifying, and I think everybody should be able to get a part of it. And we're going to continue to grow. We're not going to fo- focus on negative. We're only going to focus on positive. We're going to work harder. I know that that's the atmosphere that uh, Coach Norvell and staff is putting out. And – I truly believe every one of them believe in it. Um, a lot of people are asking me, well, how do we bounce back from this? You know, they worked so hard. They they did so well. Do you think we're going to get down? And, you know, the body language is going to change because we lost. And I don't personally think that's going to happen at all. I, I personally think we're going to come out like we're playing Notre Dame again uh, next Saturday at 8 p.m. basically. Um, I, I think that this team's going to stay on that train. They're going to stay on the high horse of playing as hard as they possibly can. Um, I don't see any drought coming, to be completely honest. Um, my question to all the fans is, is, did Clemson look great against Georgia? I didn't think so. I don't, I'm not taking anything away from Georgia, but you, you can't tell me that their defense is that great that there was no way of finding any windows to score. So if someone's to ask me if Florida State has a chance in any game this year, I think we have more than a chance. So everybody that pays attention to FPI and everything on uh, the experts, watch the percentages change now. Watch the percentages change of us winning games uh, coming up this season now, the upcoming games. Watch the FPI start changing a lot. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of 50-50s, and we were at 21% or something against Notre Dame last night. We had a 21% chance of winning. Um, I think against Clemson we have like a 20% chance of winning previous to what we just did last night. I guarantee you that someone's working on changing those percentages right now uh, to post them. Obviously, the computers do it, but nothing really negative to say. I really just don't have a lot of negativity. I, I don't see it. So I tell you all this, the U's not back. Florida might have beat FAU, but they didn't look good doing it. And that's a – FAU's upset some people before, but in the, the certain circumstances they're in, that should have been a 65 to 10 kind of game, and it wasn't. Um I've seen a lot of mistakes from teams this weekend that I didn't think would happen. Um, Alabama performed well, but they didn't look like the the normal Alabama to me. They have one hell of a quarterback. Uh, there's some definite, definite key positions that are uh, not near as good as they used to be. Um, there's just a lot out there to me that, I really just don't think they got the predictions right as far as where they ranked people in preseason. I I just did I don't see it. Um maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I haven't seen anybody head and shoulders over anybody this year. I understand it's been one weekend. But really, what what have you seen? I mean Oklahoma struggled with Tulane. Um and they're supposed to be a powerhouse this year. Um Clemson struggled to move the ball period i just to me it's it's um it's quite different than i think most expected this year i think everybody expected the top 10 teams to come out and and blow the doors off of who they were going to play even when they were playing the ranked 
Uh, you know, that being Georgia and Clemson, that was a 50-50 game. But other than that one, I mean, putting Miami at 14 off of what they've done in the past 20 years is ridiculous in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, other than that, who can you say has really been battle-tested other than Notre Dame, Florida State, Clemson, and Georgia? Who has really been battle-tested with a, a a prime team or a team that's in the hunt? I mean, I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen anybody head and shoulders above anybody. Um, to say, you know, is Alabama that good or is Miami that bad? I'm going to lean toward the history, and I think history is repeating itself. I think Miami is that bad. I really do. Uh, their defense couldn't cover. I mean, I think our team looked better than Miami did by far. I think our team looked better than the majority of who played, even though we got the loss. I, I think we were I think we were head and shoulders above a lot of the people that lost this weekend. And, hell, I think we were head and shoulders above people that won. So, y'all keep watching Florida State football. I know you will. As many as people have I've heard say, I'm not going to watch till we start winning. Well, Okay, we'll miss out on it. I mean, that's up to you. Uh, but y- y'all keep supporting this team, and I'm telling you, it's it's gonna it's gonna change. It's already has. It's changed for the better, and it's gonna do it but get better. So, you know, I'm hearing. I, I seen some stuff from some people about fire Norvell and stuff. Okay, uh, or we can fire you as a fan. That's what I'd say. Let's get rid of the negative. Um, you might not be 100% on that man's page yet, and you might not be 100% um, with him. But that's just like the people – I'm not bringing up politics. I was about to do something stupid, and I'm, I'm retracting what I was about to do. Um, support this team. Support the university. Support everything about it. And I promise you, in the end, you won't be dissatisfied. You won't be hurt you will feel like something great has taken place. So with that, I'm going to look at my phone to see if I can get a couple of the questions um, maybe that I could answer. Um, And we're going to move from there. But whoever is going to the Jacksonville State game, I'll see you there Saturday. Kickoff's quoted for 7.30. Usually the kickoff doesn't happen until 7.45, 7.50. So near 8 o'clock, I'll be there a lot earlier than that. Uh, But I'm going to look and see what questions were asked and see if I can answer anything. Samson says that they were on the edge of their seat, and I bet they couldn't get – up after that game. Don't know exactly what you meant, but everybody was on the edge of their seat. Um, the climb is starting to take form right before our very eyes. Bobby's spirit is definitely with us. That was shown last night. I definitely agree. We're on our way back. I'm extremely proud of our team. That was from Keith. Kevin Love said, we played good. We really played well. Samson says, I'll be watching this team. I'll be watching this team is going to get a lot of wins. If you told me last week that we would lose by three in overtime, I would take it. I'm going to say this. I never, if a loss felt that good, I can't wait to see what the wins feel like. Because I felt absolutely amazing after that game. Um, The game was great. Love our Knowles. Last night's game showed that we're to be reckoned with. Oh, we definitely put the ACC on notice. Hell, I think we put the college football world on notice. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm the the first. I feel like I'm the first uh, that I kept saying that Florida State was going to shock the college football world this season. And now I'm seeing it everywhere, and I really feel good about that, that everybody's seen that shot happen. They, you know, felt it. Um, I'm really proud of 
everybody on this page, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, I'm extremely proud of everybody that supports Spirit Addicts because in all, all we're doing is supporting Florida State together as a family. And so I, I really just don't have anything negative to say about how everybody's reaction was. I, I really don't. I think everybody reacted so well to the game. I'm going to I didn't realize that I had this many comments, so I'm going to go up to the top. I was asked by Gabe Stock, did you think we did better than your expectations? Here, here's the thing. My expectations were extremely high already. I think, I think they met my expectations. I think they met every expectation that I gave them. Um, from everything that I saw um, in camps, from everything that I've heard, that's why I gave us such a huge chance to win that game because I felt like I knew something different than some, um, especially the experts that were saying we weren't going to pull any, you know, even get close. So, yeah, they met my expectations. Um, I would say certain players exceeded my expectations. There was ones that stood out that I didn't really know were going to stand out. Um I knew Johnson was going to have a good game. I did. Um, but Douglas on that reception from um, Travis, uh, the the 80, no, I forget what the exact yardage was, but that, that bomb pass and reception touchdown, that, that young man exceeded every expectation that I had for him. Um, and I'm going to get into a lot of the players on the, the live and podcast coming up this week. Um, because again, I want to see a lot of it. I'm sorry, I'm going to read a couple more, see what I can do. Jason said, but our QB play was very inconsistent at that point. Here, here's the thing you've got Jordan Travis, um, and a lot of times was running for his life, um, but I think. With the defensive line, I think Notre Dame's defensive line is in the top five, like their defense and all as a core. Y'all, everybody, and I, I, I believe this, Notre Dame's a better team this year than they were last year. Their quarterback's not what they thought he was going to be. I can tell you that because I had plenty of them tell me that, that he was not all that they thought he was going to be. But other than that, their offense was amazing. So I'm going to say that the defense of Florida State exceeded – my expectations to hold Notre Dame, that All-American running back, that, that offensive line that's always good year in and year out, to 65 yards of rushing, for them to have to beat us in a different way, the expectations of our defensive line, the expectations of the linebackers, the expectations of the DBs, they exceeded everything that I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to run the ball all over us and we're going to, you know, had to figure out how to shut it down and all that. We shut it down from the get. They had 65 yards of total rushing against us the entire game. So that's who I would say is I don't have an individual player that stood out on defense. I have an individual player to me that that stood out on offense. Um, I would say the one that stood out to me on offense was Ward, uh, number eight. I believe I'm saying his name right. Um, that running back, he, I mean, he was making holes when there wasn't any. He was getting, you know, after contact, he was doing great. Um, to be the size back that he is, that kid really surprised me. Um, I think who's going to grow the most this year, the quickest, uh, which we only saw one TD from him, but wide receiver-wise, uh, I believe Parchment's going to get better and better, and I think he's going to do it really quick. Uh I think his consistency is going to come around a lot sooner than later. Um, and him being a veteran wide receiver, that's why I'm saying I think it's going to be really quick. Uh, McLean did a great job. Um, I did. We didn't get the ball to the tight ends as much as I would have thought we would. Um, but they did very well blocking on the edges. I think they did a, a great job on run blocking as well. Um, so I, I would say that I would say that Douglas also stood out to me. I didn't expect – I knew he was fast. I, I knew, he, you know, he's 
track star status, you know, really quick. But he stood out a lot. Of, and I understand it was that one play. Um, but he, he did very well blocking when there was other plays that happened. Um, but he just – he stood out to me a lot. Uh, Daniel Golightly said, every play is a bad play when it doesn't work. And then when it does work, it's the greatest play ever. Exactly. So it's that's what I'm saying. There's so much hearsay. There's so much, you know, if it goes one way, then it's the worst thing. If it goes this way, it's the greatest thing. So it's it's absolutely the, the case. So Tammy Sanders said, I'm proud. I'm a proud Knowles fan. They fought and played their asses off. Absolutely agree. The, the question that was asked, um, about what players stood out to me. Uh, that was by Samson. Um, and I answered the question, but I didn't read who asked the question. So I'm letting y'all know who asked. Mark, I want to say it says Perrin, but I'm not positive. Um, Garnet and Gold is on its way back. Absolutely. Go Knowles. Mark also said the only thing that he could really criticize is the DBs not turning their head around. Yeah, they're going to have to work on that. Travis J had a couple of them where he wasn't turning his head around. But all in all, Travis J had a great game, um, I, I think, personally. But, yeah, they're, that's, that's to be expected in the first game of the season, though. Uh, let's see. I can tell you the first half of um, Vera is what I believe. Um, the officials were definitely biased in the first half. I, I think the second half they started making up for it. Uh, but the first half, yeah, it felt like it was extremely biased, even on the field. Like, you could tell. But I, I, I can do and appreciate the way our coaching staff reacted. It, our reaction is to take the game out of the, the Zebras' hands, which to me is amazing. That's, a, that's the way I want it to be. Jason said, I believe we are definitely headed in the right direction. But a lot of things to clear up before we get to ACC play. I mean, technically, yes, um, as far as ACC play goes, because Notre Dame just plays an ACC schedule. But I would say one of the best teams in the ACC right now would definitely be Notre Dame, seeing how they play an ACC schedule. So, yeah, uh, but no. So it's kind of 50-50 on that. But, yeah, there's definitely things to clear up. Let's see. This is a pretty good one. It was no one player's fault. Any one of those mistakes could have worked out and would have won the game. I'm seeing major improvements. That was also by Samson Cash. Eric said, Chris, it was my pleasure spending the weekend with you. Had a blast despite the tough loss. Go Knowles and stay in touch. I'll always be in touch with everybody. I'll plan on it anyway, as long as I'm breathing. Bill said, amen, what a great game. Samson, the, the recruits were more than excited. Uh, the excitement that came from the student section alone, which was filled mostly with the uh, recruits, yes, that it was an absolutely amazing atmosphere. They had a, a great time. Um, I mean, they were cheering the team on after the loss. I mean, they were they were giving them everything that they had to let them know how much they supported the group. Eric Sutter said, amen, brother. I loved how we played. We have everything in place to start winning now. Absolutely agree. I think we're going to do a whole lot more winning than losing. I definitely don't think we're going 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Just I don't see that. Jason said, I think we went eight or nine this year. Very happy with the progress. I agree. Yes, it was 80,000 plus in the stadium, Samson. It was amazing. The, the amount of noise that was made was absolutely amazing. I'm getting a lot of people were on the edge of their seats. Nobody in the stadium was on the seat. We're on the edge of our toes. 
I mean, literally, y'all, we were standing, the people that were sitting in front of us, they were standing on those people's bleachers where their, where their seats are. We're standing on the people in front of us. Everybody is like, you know, standing extremely high up because that's how excited everybody was. Um, there was quite a few people. If you're going to drink at the game, everybody, I had seen so many people fall from standing up on the bleachers or trying to walk past somebody. Um, I think our section did a great job of helping people around and stuff. But if you're going to drink at the game, please be careful because I watched one lady. I mean, she literally probably went down 35 steps coming down to go out of the uh, section. I, the EMTs were great. They did a great job getting to her and all that. But please be careful. I mean, you don't even have to be intoxicated for you to trip or something to slip up. But it, it definitely doesn't help when you're intoxicated. Um, maybe you feel a little bit less pain today. Or when it happens, but tomorrow you're going to feel all of it. So everybody just be careful. Uh, I was very proud of – I've seen so many people Uber in and out of the game or so many people catch a ride with uh, uh, a designated driver that had not been drinking. I was extremely proud of all the fans for that, including the Notre Dame fans. Um, everybody did a really good job on staying safe. Um, so the responsibility that was taken by the fans, I, I really appreciate it, and I know that they're going to – you know, keep pushing that and trying to help everybody out. It was cool that people were able to take their beverages to the seat this year and so far, um, but just everybody stay safe and continue to do what you're doing because um, I think y'all really did a great job last night from what I saw everywhere I was. At, everywhere I was around, everybody did a pretty great job. All right, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom to see if anybody asked. Robert Garcia said, really appreciate how hard they played and appreciate how loyal the fans turned out. Absolutely agree. Um, for the people that I did not get to um, contact in person at the game, um, I apologize that I didn't get messages until way after the game when I got way away from the stadium. Um, so if you're coming to a game, please message me. Let me know what section, where you're at. I promise you I'll come by and see you. Um, and if I don't, it just know that I'm going to do everything that I can in my power to come by. I love hanging out with everybody that's on the page. I mean, Spirit Addicts grew tremendously over this past week and weekend, especially this weekend. Um, and I'm still not seeing any negativity. Uh, it's like people are catching on immediately as soon as they start. So I'm really excited for Florida State and for Spirit Addicts to be able to build a page for everyone to be on the same page as the team is, as the university is, all positivity. Um, so I really appreciate all the new members. Uh, usually we tried to post something, you know, and date, you know, stating their names of who joined and stuff like that. I don't know if that's possible with the amount of people that joined over the past couple of days. So if you don't mind, send me a message on Messenger. Let me know that you just joined this week. And I'll do something as special as possible that I can possibly do for everybody that joined because I really appreciate the support. I really appreciate the positivity. And if you have any true knowles out there that aren't on a page that's completely positive and you want them to have that and they might need that or they just want that, please invite them. And we'll – Gladly welcome to the Spirit Addicts family. I got this from Gary. He said, thank you. Great page. Throw the haters out. I want everybody to know this. I do give people warnings as long as it's reasonable of what they're saying. Uh, if you come on there saying F so-and-so and F so-and-so and fire so-and-so, there is no warnings. You immediately get removed. Now, previous or past that, some days or months or weeks go by and you want to get back on there. If you were kicked out, I know it. Trust me, I know it. And you're going to have to write me on why you're not going to do that anymore before I'm going to allow you back on the page because that's not an experience that I want people to experience. I want them to have a great experience on the Spirit Addicts page. And negativity is not it. Being negative and bashing is not an experience. It's not a good feeling. That it's it's 
counterproductive and I'm not that person. What's low? Okay. What y'all think about the, the Corbin run? The 89 yard is the fifth longest in FSU history. What y'all think about that? That that was a hell of a hold that they made for that young man to just, I mean, burst completely out of. Wasn't going to catch him when he took off. Nathaniel, I believe I answered the question already, but he asked um, why did it take so long to put Milton in. It's durability reasons. Um, health reasons is the reason why it took so long. Um, and like I said before, people think it's uh, because Travis's helmet finally came off. He couldn't get back in the game. That was not the reason. I'm telling you right now, it wasn't the reason. Um, they could have put Travis right back in, um, but they didn't. Uh, it, it was planned for him to be put in somewhere in that third quarter, late third quarter-ish. Um, so they did so. Uh, believe it or not, I promise you it was planned. 84 yards, 89 yards, whatever it is, it's uh, the fifth longest. I know that much. We win together and we lose together. Last night was not a loss. Our boys won the crowd. They got the ACC's attention. They got the college football world's attention because we did shock the world. I want everybody to know that the world was shocked by what Florida State did. Everybody, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I will today announce the day that I'm going to do the play-by-play -play and game predictions or, excuse me, post-game um, plays and what we're going to improve on, what they're going to coach on, et cetera, to improve the mistakes and mishaps that happen, people not being on the same page on plays, the, the offensive line, it, you know, et cetera, things that they're going to improve on. Um, and that will be announced later today, I'd say somewhere around 5 p.m. So I really appreciate everybody coming on here. I really can't wait to do this again, to be honest. Um, and I'm going to be honest with everybody. From now until probably however long it takes me to watch the game again, I'm going to rewatch the game so I can see it from the atmosphere of, that's what's great about watching it on TV. You get to see everything up close, and there's a camera view, an angle for everything. So I'm going to watch the game again, and that way I've got the information detail-wise that I need to give on what I think we need to improve on, what I think they're going to do to improve on it. Uh, if you've got any knows out there, please, please just go check out my podcast. Show some support. If you have Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star rating. Everybody has done so so far. I'm trying to get more people to go onto the podcast because I listen to podcasts all the time. I drive a lot. I'm always on the road. So listening to podcasts to me is better than what the radio is playing because 90% of it news-wise or talk radio is negative. So, and usually it's political or it's something I don't care about. I love Florida State, so I listen to all types of Florida State podcasts. Um, I'm giving a shout-out to Tribeaholics for coming back. Uh, Caleb Man, you have a great show. I, I enjoy it every time that you do it. Um, continue to do so. Uh, the Hateful Hitman, uh, if you're in the NFL, he does cover college as well. But he also has a huge fantasy program. Um, I really appreciate everything that he does. He's a great supporter of our page and podcast. He gives a lot of shout-outs. Me and him are actually going to do something together here in the near future uh, together because he is a huge Florida State fan. Um, so we'll, that'll be announced as soon as I know what we're doing together. Um, also sponsor wise, Robin hood. If you don't have Robin hood, man, go check it out. Um, it's an easy way to invest. And I don't know how everybody else believes. And if you're, if you're worried about investing, Robin hood makes it extremely easy and it makes it to where everybody can understand it in my opinion. Um, and I'm not just saying that because sponsor wise, I'm saying it because it's the truth. Um, I think that they do a great job. I think the, the platform that they've uh, put out for everybody is amazing. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to um, GotSpears.com. Um, Y'all, please go check out his spears. Uh, 
he everybody that I know says he does a great job. Um, Orange Fitness um, in Tallahassee. Uh, if you're in Tallahassee and you're looking for somewhere to start working out, uh, get back in shape or keep yourself in shape, check them out. Uh, everything that I've heard about them is great. Um, Madison Social, I'm pretty sure if you've ever been to Tallahassee, you know what Madison Social is. It's pretty much the go-to in college town for most. Um, but they always welcome, you know, it's ages up and down. Usually the college kids are there, and that's the atmosphere that they've grown on so much. But you, the amount of different ages that are there, is, it's, it's really nice. It's a good place to hang out before and after the games. Um, you know, tailgating's great, but when it's hot, some people just, you know, want to hang out inside the AC. So Madison Social is a good place to go. So when you're in Tallahassee, go check them out. With that, everybody, I appreciate you coming to listen to me and watch on Spirit Addicts. Um, Y'all have a no-tastic rest of your week, and I will talk to you later. And check out for the announcements that are coming, and I will see y'all later.